Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord with another edition of the Did He Really Just Say That? The Word of the Lord. So, the cancel culture that is the American left has targeted podcaster Joe Rogan, trying to shut him down to shut him up. Here we go again. I'll have more on this latest attempt at censorship in a moment. But first, by now you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop the slippers. They're designed to wear indoors and outdoors all day long, and I do. They're made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and they're made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you will want to get some for the whole family. So go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listeners square and use promo code Jeff. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-606-1043 and use promo code Jeff. Now, here's the headline over there at Fox News. Quote, a vet engineer and podcast host are among the 200 the quote 270 doctors unquote demanding spotify take action against joe rogan most of the 270 signatories are not medical doctors unquote the fox story reports this quote last week 270 so-called doctors co-signed an open letter to Spotify demanding the company take action against podcast host Joe Rogan for promoting what they called COVID-related, quote, misinformation, unquote. The media rushed to circulate the letter, running headlines that cast Joe Rogan as a, quote, menace to public health, unquote, as asserted by this group. A closer look, however, found that the majority of the signatories are either not direct medical providers or are not legally permitted to practice medicine on their own. Nearly 100 of them reportedly hold Ph.D. degrees, but do not regularly practice. The letter addressed Rogan's now viral episode of The Joe Rogan Experience, in which virologist and immunologist Dr. Robert Malone criticized the vaccine and voiced concerns over mass formation psychosis, unquote. The letter was initiated, according to the New York Post, by an infectious disease epidemic. <clears throat> excuse me, epidemiologist and research fellow at Boston Children's Hospital, unquote. And I have to say, I had a personal experience with Boston Children's Hospital when I was a child. I won't take your time with too much of it, but in essence, at the age of, ripe old age of uh, seven, 
I, I was uh, diagnosed with leukemia. My parents, we lived in Massachusetts, whisked me off to Boston Children's Hospital. I was there for two weeks, and then they discovered that, lo and behold, the diagnosis was wrong. I'd had a reaction to an antibiotic taken for bronchitis. So all was well. But I must say, to this day, I have specific memories of Boston Children's Hospital. Now... The Guardian, Forbes, Rolling Stone, Washington Post, and others published the story describing a strong coalition of doctors who asked Spotify to, quote, implement a misinformation policy, unquote. But then, get this, the story goes on to say that, quote, only 87 of the signatories are medical doctors or doctors of osteopathic medicine, though the conservative news site The Blaze found. All right. I know this is another way of saying that the letter itself from these people was the very embodiment of misinformation, which means if we're going to carry through on the principle here being directed at Joe Rogan, the idea that he should lose his podcast and be silenced because he is spreading so-called information, then The Guardian, Forbes, Rolling Stone, The Washington Post and The Daily Beast all of which spread the misinformation that is that letter, should be forced to halt publication on the grounds they're spreading medical misinformation, right? Okay, stop, full stop. Let's get real. This is nothing more or less than straight-up fascism at work. What this is really all about is that lefties out there can't abide Joe Rogan, and they conjured up this letter with the sole objective of silencing him, apparently thinking they themselves would not get caught out doing exactly what they wanted Joe Rogan canceled for. And speaking of canceling and silencing... The news emerges that DirecTV has booted One America News Network from its cable platform. DirecTV received a letter from 16 self-described, quote, civil rights and media justice organizations, unquote, demanding that DirecTV stop carrying the conservative channel. The letter makes the baseless charge that all was on the up and up in the 2020 election. <clears throat> it says, among other things, that, quote, the 2020 election was not stolen from Donald Trump and there was no evidence of widespread election fraud, unquote. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, that is flatly untrue. But in fact, though President Trump's detractors in the media don't like it, and these 16 groups denying voter fraud don't like it, all by itself, the issue of election integrity in my home state of Pennsylvania has to be asked. Why? <clears throat> because Pennsylvania has a serious history of voter fraud in past elections. Certainly in the case of Pennsylvania, calling questions about the integrity of the 2020 election, the big lie, is itself what might be called the really big lie. Case in point, veteran journalist Molly Hemingway of The Federalist has an outstanding new book out titled, memorably, Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seized Our Elections. Molly, as always thoroughly doing her homework, documents in detail what the book jacket observes was the, quote, heavy-handed meddling in an election by the most powerful institutions in the country, unquote. What specifically caught my attention was Molly's extraordinary and detailed look at just what did happen in my home state of Pennsylvania in 2020. And while Trump enemies in and out of the media prattle on about his char charges of a stolen election being 
baseless, quote-unquote, Molly puts the lie to the big lie and illustrates exactly why so many Americans, other than Trump, in this case, those Pennsylvanians in a debate audience that I moderated last week, believe there were serious problems with the 2020 election. Whether it was making changes to expand mail-in balloting, the realization of the need for lawsuits, Democrats blocking Pennsylvania Republicans from viewing the counting of ballots, the huge Trump lead on election night, the over $21 million pumped into Pennsylvania by the far-left Mark Zuckerberg-funded Center for Technology and Civic Life, with some of that used to set up unmanned drop boxes for ballots that led to the illegal practice of ballot harvesting, there was one problem after another here in Pennsylvania in 2020. That also included accepting ballots that should have been rejected for, quote, failure to conform to the anti-fraud provisions, unquote, of state election law, or the Democrat-run Pennsylvania State Supreme Court allowing, quote, improper votes to be counted, unquote, and also a double standard in following election law in one part of the state, while another part of the state was allowed not to follow the same law. In that last case of a double standard, Molly writes, quote, Back in November of 2020, Republican candidates and attorneys began to realize that disparate interpretation of Pennsylvania election law and lower standards for mail-in balloting relative to in-person voting were benefiting Democratic candidates in significant ways. Unquote. Molly quotes the Trump general counsel, Matt Morgan, as saying, quote, voters in Pennsylvania were held to different standards simply based on how they chose to cast their ballot, which created a two-tiered election system that resulted in potentially fraudulent votes being counted without proper verification or oversight, unquote. And let's not leave out that Pennsylvania is a state where ballots could not be opened until Election Day, but Democrats did just that. Sad to say, Pennsylvania has a long history of voter fraud, and I have documented some of it. There was voter fraud in the 2016, 2015, and 2014 elections, with federal indictments and convictions of the perpetrators. There were fraud problems with the elections of 2012 and 2008. Not to mention, as I have said before, an entire Pennsylvania state Senate election in 1994 had to be overturned by a federal judge because of what that judge called a, quote, massive scheme quote-unquote, by Democrats to steal the election with absentee ballots. In other words, in Pennsylvania, voter fraud, which is genuine voter suppression, is as common as winter snow in Erie. But for One American News to report the factual truth that there were problems with voter fraud in 2020, and in a blink, DirecTV pulls the plug to protect the really big lie that there was no fraud, as there certainly was and has been in Pennsylvania. Now, where do you hear this? DirecTV is owned by AT&T. And who exactly is the chairman of AT&T? That would be one William Kennard. And who exactly is Mr. Kennard? He is, wait for it, a former chair of the Federal Communications appointed by President Bill Clinton and ambassador to the European Union appointed by President Barack Obama. Which is to say, Kennard is no above-it-all strictly business CEO. He is, in fact, a left-wing Clinton-Obama partisan who is using AT&T to silence a conservative network he can't abide politically. And therein lies the serious problem. 
Over there at the blaze, the great Glenn Beck summed up what is going with going on with his usual succinctness. Said Glenn on his radio show, quote, This is absolute fascism. There is no safe space. They're coming after talk radio. They're coming after our podcast. They're coming after our websites. Unquote. Bingo. The target today is Joe Rogan and One America News. It has also been Mike Lindell of My Pillow fame. It's also been Dan Bangino. Oh, that's Bongino, my friend Dan Bongino, who has been banned by YouTube. Newsmax is a target, and so, but of course, is Fox News. There have been repeated efforts to bully the sponsors of the late Rush Limbaugh show, not to mention the sponsors of Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and Laura Ingram. All of this that matches with the tales of this or that college professor having their resignation demanded because they're too conservative, or a conservative speaker being banned from a college campus speaking invite. Make no mistake, just as Glenn Beck has said, this is nothing less than an outright fascist move to silence any and all speech or thought that does not agree with the American left. So in this corner, in both word and cyber print, I will be fighting back. Fighting, yes, for Joe Rogan or One America News or Newsmax or Fox or Mike Lindell, Dan Bogino, Sean Hatt Tucker and Laura and anyone else targeted by these anti-free speech zealots. Count on it. For the word of the Lord, this is Jeffrey Lord. Stop by my website, thejeffreylord.com, to catch up on the news and views. And thanks for coming. See you next time. Mm-hmm.